everyone, and welcome to the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. I'm your host, Dr. Mintel. I'm here along with my co-host, Chris Weigel. And every weekend, we're here. We're doing life together. And we're so glad you've joined us. You know, Dr. Linda, we have a window here in the studio. And as we look out, the sky is kind of gray. There's some precipitation, just sort of a uh, winter day. It's sort of dreary. And it's been like this all week long. And they are talking about it could even snow. I know. When it's like this, I just feel kind of... Blah. I know. It, it yeah. just pulls your mood down when yeah. you see how dreary it is. Right. You know, it's that time of year, Chris, when you wake up in the dark. And as I'm getting ready for work, it's dark when I'm driving out. And then when I'm coming home, it's dark again. Mm, right. When we lived in Chicago, Norm would get up for work in the real dark because he had to go downtown and he had to mm. leave quite early to get on the train. And then when I go pick up the kids from school, it would be dark when I would go get them. They would have like five minutes outside after yeah, school. Right. And by then the sun was really down and it would be so early. And Norm, I remember it was like 4.30 in the afternoon and it would be dark already. I'm sorry. I grew up in the tropics. My parents are missionaries. I did sunshine. I don't do winter well. Mm. Linda tried to get me to skate and to ski. Those were disasters. I I don't do winter. Yeah, and it it is somewhat depressing when you're in that climate. And so many of you are listening to us and going, yep, live in Minnesota. I live in Wisconsin, Mm -hmm. Michigan, all those places where you're experiencing this right now. So we did want to talk about it because my feeling is I just want to get in front of my fireplace when I get home from work and crawl up and not do anything. But we have responsibilities, right? A lot right. of us have children and things we have to do and get done still. Well, it sounds like we are talking about the winter blues. It's that lack of sunlight during winter, and it makes you think the day is over sooner when it's actually, you know, 5 o'clock in the evening. It feels like 10 o'clock at night, and it can be depressing. That's why a trip to the Caribbean this time of year is such a good idea. Mm, yes. <laughs> no, I'm not going, but I think anytime you can go to a warm and sunny place, which is why the rates all go up this time of year, because ah. they know mm-hmm. that people like us want to get away from these winter months and go someplace where our mood improves, our battery gets recharged. And when you're in a sunny, warmer climate, that's what happens. Well, that lack of sunlight really does affect our mood and our eating habits. As a matter of fact, I generally eat more carbs in the winter, obviously do less outside because like you said, you come home from work and it's nighttime. Right. And that's typical of a lot of people during this time of year because you lack that energy. Mm. So you sleep more than usual. Actually, we crave sweets and starchy food during this time of year. Well, I do that all year. (laughs) That's true. That's true. But a lot of people find that some of you are thinking, yeah, I gain weight this time of year. You're looking at your seasonal calendar and saying Mm -hmm. when January, February hits, I'm not moving as much. I'm eating more. I'm craving sweets and I'm gaining weight. And sometimes during this time of year, some people don't even want to socialize because they just want to go home and curl up like I was talking about. And sometimes for some of you, the concentration problems are more difficult during this time of year. It really comes down to we just feel like we're out of sync. Isn't this this moody feeling more common for people who live north of the equator? It's related to latitudes, and Mm -hmm. that is true because of the lack of sunlight. So you listeners in the north, the Midwest, the Northwest, you're all more prone to the winter blues. The reason for that is because you're not getting enough sunlight, and you can't have indoor light that's just the natural fluorescent bulbs and the things that we we have for indoor lighting. Mm -hmm. That's not enough to combat the problem here when we're talking about the winter blues. So anyone living in Michigan, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Washington, oh, Canada, Mm. as I like to say, (laughs) and use my four years of French for that. (laughs) Were you impressed? Oh, Canada. Um, Alaska. 
I mean, imagine living in Alaska during that time when there's very little sun. Mm. It does tend to make you have those winter blues. And for some, this can lead to depression, especially after the holidays. I'm glad you said after the holidays, Mm -hmm. because the media tends to give us the impression that the sadness and the suicide rate even is high during the holiday times. But actually, Chris, it's exactly the opposite. It's in those winter months after the holidays that more people feel depression and are struggling with these blues that can sometimes move into an actual clinical depression. People feel a lot lonelier after the holidays. Mm. I mean, think about it. You're with family, friends, there's activities, and then January comes, right? Nothing. And there's, 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 in February, there's Mm. not a whole lot going on there either. So it's really a difficult time for a lot of people and all the trying to deal with the dimmer weather, the gloomy weather, Mm. and then maybe the lack of excitement and activities during this time leads to that winter blues feeling. What is the difference between depression and the winter blues? Most of you listening are just going to struggle with a little bit of the winter blues and, you know, be dreaming about that warm and sunny vacation. But In a true clinical depression, you have symptoms that are very specific, and there is a type of seasonal depression that is a form of clinical depression called seasonal affective disorder. It's known as SAD, and you feel sad, so it's Mm. an easy way to remember that. But it is very specific in terms of the symptoms. You have symptoms of that depressed mood, that thing we talked about in terms of feeling like you've lost interest in the things you do, the concentration problems, the sleep problems, the eating changes, maybe feelings of hopelessness, worthlessness. Uh, You feel like you just can't get involved in the things that you used to like. Those are more specific. They continue to persist over a two-week period, and that is more representative of a clinical depression. We've talked about this before. It seems like every year I experience this during the spring. Is there also a spring and summer version of SAD? There is, and I don't think a lot of people know about that. Uh, Mm -hmm. When I I teach this, a lot of times the students will say, yeah, I understand the winter blues that can turn into clinical depression, but boy, I had no idea that there's a spring-summer version of that. Mm -hmm. And so, again, the key here is you notice it's seasonal, that Ah. once the season is kind of shifting to the next one, your depression seems to get better. I guess if you have it in the spring and then the winter, and the summer, and the fall. (laughs) Then it's more of a persistent clinical depression, right? right? Why does this type of depression we're talking about hit only in the wintertime? It's because of the sensitivity to light. Now, it's interesting that sensitivity changes with the ones that are spring and summer, and we're not going to focus on that because we're in the Mm -hmm. middle of the winter one right here, but too little light in the wintertime, and actually too much light in the summer is what brings that other one on. Yeah, it can lead to this type of depression. So light involves your mood and the cycling of your mood. And that's why we're gonna talk specifically about some of the things you can do with increasing your exposure to natural sunlight. Does SAD affect younger or older people or both? This may be surprising, but actually it affects people in the age range of 18 to 30 the most. Isn't that interesting? Mm, Yeah, it's less common in older, older adults. And most of the SAD that is experienced is more by women than men. I think that has a lot to do with hormone differences. And if you have a history of family depression, that can make you more vulnerable. January and February are definitely the most difficult months in dealing with this. So this is all related to sunlight. Right, which is a unique type of depression. So Mm. 
in terms of the numbers of types of depressions you can have, this is definitely one related to light. And we're going to talk about how important that is, even from a spiritual perspective, a little bit later in the show. Blues and depression from a lack of sunlight. Well, I do want to know more about this and why sunlight is important and what we do about it. And we'll talk more about that after the break here on the Dr. Linda Mental Show. There's no doubt about it, we are definitely living in the text, Twitter, and email age. The handwritten note has become quite the relic. But just because we don't write much with pen and paper anymore doesn't mean we should forsake the kind and encouraging message. Hi, I'm Dr. Linda Mintel, the Relationship Doctor, and I want to encourage you to share a kind word. Even if it's a text, the power of telling a friend you're thinking of them, complimenting a success, or just saying, hey, hang in there, can make all the difference. If you've ever had your day interrupted by just a quick but genuine message from someone close, you know how a thought can raise your spirits, rejuvenate your mind, or help you stick on a difficult path because someone just cares. While you're listening right now, someone may come to mind, someone you can encourage with a few words. Take a minute and text, tweet, or email that person. Tell them you value them and the part they play in your life. It just might change their whole day. Hey, it's Chris from the Dr. Linda Mental Radio Show. Dr. Linda's latest book is titled Living Beyond Pain. It gives practical tools to anyone who is living with chronic pain and wants to get his or her life back on track. Recently, Dr. Linda's listeners had questions about pain, and she answers those questions with tips from her book, Living Beyond Pain. Dr. Mental, my doctor told me to try biofeedback for my headaches. What is that? Here's one that is really helpful. There has been so much research that shows that biofeedback can help with headaches. Biofeedback teaches you how to read physiological feedback from a machine, and that helps you understand how your body is responding to stress and pain. So as you're hooked up to this machine, you're watching your physical reactions, and based on that, you're learning how to calm your body down. The goal of biofeedback is to gain voluntary control and to self-regulate those physiological responses. When you do that, you reduce the pain. So it is a very effective procedure. It usually takes about 10 sessions to treat a number of chronic pain conditions such as headache, uh, maybe rheumatoid arthritis, or fibromyalgia. Hey, thanks, Dr. Linda. If you would like a copy of Dr. Linda Mental's book, Living Beyond Pain, go to drlindamental.com, or you can find Living Beyond Pain anywhere books are sold online. Welcome back to the Dr. Linda Mental Show, and today we're talking about the winter blues and seasonal affective disorder, and we have a lot more to talk about. But before we move on, I want to remind you that you can check out Dr. Linda's website, drlindamental.com. That's where you will find her blogs, books, and you can connect on social media. Her latest book is co-authored by physician James Cribbs, Living Beyond Pain, a book to help anyone deal with chronic pain. And related to today's topic, Dr. Linda has a small book called Breaking Free from Depression. So follow Dr. Linda on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Dr. Linda Mental, and listen to our podcast on iTunes. And Dr. Linda, before the break, we talked about the lack of sunlight, and it's the cause of SAD, which is seasonal affective disorder. And I was thinking about something. Yes. It affects folks 18 to 30 years old the most. Right. Could this be because less than 18 years of age, you're a younger person, you may not really pay attention to the time that much. After the age of 30, you may not be someone who goes outside as much, so 
you know, staying inside isn't that big of a deal. From 18 to 30 years old, those are the folks who are very active and they may notice most the uh, the change in the amount of daylight they have. And if the daylight is less, it really limits your activity. Mm-hmm. So you can't get out. And a lot of people do use exercise as a way to increase their mood and mm-hmm. to help with their mood. So it's an interesting idea that maybe that has something to do with it. See, I have ideas, you too. Have, you could go back to school and become a psychologist, Chris, oh, wow. with those ideas. Okay. <laughs> no, but those are, those are really good thoughts. So listen, you were asking about what is sort of causing this. And... Mm-hmm. Seasonal affective disorder has physiological causes, it has psychological causes, even genetics are involved in this, and environmental factors. And Mm -hmm. so you have to look at all of this, but what happens is there's a typical neurotransmitter in our bodies that regulates mood. It's called serotonin. A lot of people have heard of serotonin. I went to school with a girl. Her last name was Tonin. Her first name was Sarah. Sarah. Serotonin. All right. (laughs) Um, And so when all of this gets disrupted, what happens is there's a disruption in the circadian rhythm, which is your body's internal clock, and that helps control your sleep and your wake cycles. So alterations in the serotonin and in the circadian rhythms, and even in something that people have heard of before called melatonin. Hmm. A lot of people take that when they go on long trips across the pond, right? Right. And you're trying to regulate your sleep because that's a hormone that's associated with your mood and sleep. So all of these can have a direct impact on your mood. And if you're having mood difficulties and other things in your life are feeling worse, you know, you're finding less enjoyment, your work performance is suffering a little bit, you might start struggling with your relationships. It could be. You just need to make sure it isn't related to this seasonal affective problem. Because if it is, the treatment for it is very different than another type of clinical depression. You know, it's not uncommon for us to be low on vitamin D, especially if we don't eat well and get enough sunlight. What about the role of vitamin D? Well, it's been proposed that the, a low vitamin D may play a role in people developing seasonal affective disorder. Hmm. It fluctuates in a seasonal pattern because of our exposure to the light. And I don't think a lot of people know that they're deficient. I know Norm and I both had our vitamin D levels checked. And weren't we both deficient, Norm, when we first went? My doctor put me on a quote-unquote prescription. It's it's over-the-counter, but Mm -hmm. I have to take vitamin D every day. Yeah, and I take it every day, too. And especially in the winter when I'm not outside, I'm not getting that light exposure. So there is a connection there. You know, I can tell when Dr. Norm hasn't been taking his vitamin D. (laughs) You can tell by his mood. (laughs) He's asleep right now, in fact, as we're talking, because it's gloomy out there. Pick it up, people. Pick it up. It's gloomy. Come on. Let's get some uh, action going here. Right. If you are feeling down and depressed this time of year, it's important to not ignore how you're feeling because right. this could be, we don't want to miss this, this could be depression. If you're feeling distressed by this and you feel like it is impairing your everyday functioning, then please go get evaluated, go get some help because the treatment is very good for this type of depression. Related to the winter blues, are there lifestyle changes that we can make to help fight it? in that area. So always lifestyle makes a difference. It does make a difference in so much of our mental health and and feeling better, even our physical health. Mm -hmm. One of the things is maintaining a regular schedule that you can have during the months instead of just getting sort of swayed by, I don't feel like doing that because the weather doesn't look good or I don't want to go out. Just try to keep your schedule going so that your hormones are in balance and you can regulate your mood better Go to sleep and wake up at the same time every day. That helps normalize your circadian rhythms. Mm -hmm. That's a big help. Structure your eating patterns by eating regularly every day, maybe the same time every day. Avoid the common urge in winter to overindulge. 
So that's one that we, you and I have talked about. Right. We do want the carbs and the sweets this time of year. And so maybe instead have some healthy snacks and try to reach for those instead. Make a lot of plans. Make plans with your family and friends. It'll sort of force you to stay connected and maybe to be a little bit more active in your social life. And take time to do the activities that you really enjoy. Those types of lifestyle changes can make a huge difference in your mood. We do have a lot of listeners in the north. And there may be weeks at a time where there's five feet of snow on the ground. And getting around is just hard. What about cabin fever? Well, you can always get out and shovel the snow. That's what I want to get out. That's one thing we all had to do, right? We had to get out there and shovel. But in a day when you do have sunlight, I would try when I Mm -hmm. lived in the northern climates. I would try to get out and make sure. So maybe just taking a walk during lunch, even though it's very cold, Mm -hmm. you know, getting outside just for a few moments, maybe planning to get out or play with your kids in the snow, especially when the sun is out or do some type of, you know, winter activity like snowshoeing, skiing or ice skating. So I did a lot of ice skating as a kid growing up. And I really do think that made a difference because there were some sunny days. I lived on the Michigan side Mm -hmm. of the lake uh, around the corner from Chicago, and it was very gloomy most days. And I do remember feeling so much better when the sunshine would come out. Speaking of that, what is light therapy? So it's the current standard of care for seasonal affective disorder. Mm -hmm. What it does, Chris, is it replicates natural light with these light boxes. Uh, They use a certain type of, of fluorescent bulb that mimics sunlight. It's very helpful in releasing melatonin, which increases when the sun goes down. And so when you undergo light therapy, you spend a prescribed amount of time looking into a light box each day. I've heard of something called a dawn simulator. Is that similar? little different than the traditional light boxes because they come on gradually. They're like an alarm clock. Hmm. And what it does, it simulates the actual rising of the dawn. So it's a gradual increase in light, and it exerts a waking effect, which is mimicking the natural sunlight in your bedroom. So those can be very good. Even if your eyes are closed, the light will enter through the eyelids. It's a nasty word on this program, exercise. Does that, will that <laughs> Why help? Why is that a nasty word for us? Because we're so bad it's at it. It's nasty for Chris. And yes, it's bad because exactly. we're not maintaining our schedules with this. But boy, it is such an important booster of mood. Mm-hmm. And that's probably all we need to say about it is if you exercise, it's going to help with depression, anxiety. It's why the experts continue to say, please do it. It's nature's antidepressant. That's how I like to talk about exercise. It's so helpful because it does increase your serotonin and those endorphins that most people are, are aware of that it's tied to mood. Cognitive behavioral therapy, how does that help? It's a type of therapy where you start to look at your thoughts, your emotions, your behavior, your perceptions, and it really is an effective treatment that is used with a seasonal affective disorder as well. So if you're looking for professional help, just ask for a therapist who knows how to do cognitive behavioral therapy because that's a good part of it. Well, Dr. Linda, before we move on to the break, does seasonal affective disorder come back each year? It does. Definition, it's a recurrent disorder because Mm. of the lack of sunlight. So you need to treat it and you need to make sure you stay on top of it every year. Well, that's good information, as always, from Dr. Linda right here on the Dr. Linda Mental Program. It's time for a short break and then we'll be back to talk more about how we can stay in the light. Conflict is a part of every healthy relationship. How you deal with conflict is what will either grow or destroy relationships. Do you avoid? Maybe you become highly emotional and then regret what you said or did. 
Getting control of our emotions is not always easy, but it is possible. Hi, this is Dr. Linda Mintel, and I wrote the book, We Need to Talk, in order to help all of us deal better with conflict. We Need to Talk, available at bookstores and online where books are sold. Are you a mom or a dad trying to do your best to raise a healthy weight child in an unhealthy eating culture? Do you often struggle with how to respond when your child asks if she is fat or if he needs to lose weight? Do you wonder, what is normal, and how do I best impact my child and his or her eating habits? Well, hi, I'm Dr. Linda Mintel, and my book, Raising Healthy Kids in an Unhealthy World, teaches parents how to raise healthy kids in an overscheduled, fast food, video game world by making simple choices, easy changes, and instilling good habits that will improve everyone's life today and forever. Winner of the Mom's Choice Award, Raising Healthy Kids in an Unhealthy World will give you this confidence, the confidence you need to take charge of your child's eating and raise a healthy weight child. Raising Healthy Kids in an Unhealthy World. Available on Dr. Linda's website, drlindamental.com. And available online where books are sold. You're listening to the Dr. Linda Mental Show, and Dr. Linda has written lots of books that you can find on her website, drlindamental.com. Her latest book, co-authored with physician James Cribbs, is called Living Beyond Pain. Make sure to go to her website, drlindamental.com, and order your copy today. And Dr. Linda, guess what? I have a copy of that book right now in front of me. Right, and, and you did mention at the beginning of the show that I have also a small, I call it a booklet. It's mm-hmm. a little tiny book. It's one you could actually, it's a pocket-sized book that you could put in your pocket, or you could put it in a purse. Does it have pictures? <laughs> it does not have pictures. <laughs> so, Chris, now that you have a copy of the book, can you get over your depression, please? Yeah. yeah. I can live beyond the pain. <laughs> That's right. right. But that little pocket-sized book is called Breaking Free from Depression. Mm-hmm. It's like a primer on depression. It's like, what is depression involved? How do I know if I have it? What are the signs? It might be helpful if people are really struggling with, what's the difference between these this, this winter blues feeling and depression? Right. I would imagine, speaking of winter blues and depression, that it's hard to admit when you feel depressed at this time of year. I think it's hard to admit that you're depressed in the church especially, mm, because right. there's such a stigma when people talk about depression. And yet it's very common in the culture for someone to feel depressed, especially this time of year when we're seeing this type of seasonal depression. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to remind ourselves that Christians are just as susceptible to a mental health issue given the role of biology, genetics, and environmental factors. I mean, those affect us as well. You know, Chris, we live after the fall, and everything was affected by the fall. And so our genetics were affected, our environment was affected, every part of us, even though the way our bodies are designed and made originally was affected by the fall. So we need to be careful not to judge somebody or think that someone's spiritual life is the cause of a depression. I really want to make that point, because if you've been struggling and you feel like, I can't talk about this in my Bible study. I can't talk about this in the church because people will think something's wrong with me in terms of my spiritual life. Mm. We need to help the church understand that that is not the case. And in fact, you do need to talk about it. You do need to stay connected with the church. Depression is very complex, and it has a lot of factors that can bring it on, like what we're talking about today, a lack of sunlight, which has nothing to do with your Christianity. It's just a lack of sunlight and a person's sensitivity to that. Let's say someone is struggling with depression, maybe anxiety, 
and someone in the church tells them, you know what, you can pray your way out of this. You can read the Bible and get out of this. Where a physician may say, this is a biological issue that you need to have medical help. Right. So it's it's very important in depression to get at the root of it. And the mm-hmm. kind we're talking about today is a lack of sunlight. Can you pray your way out of a lack of sunlight? <laughs> that would be very difficult to do, right? right? I think it's so interesting in the Bible, though, in Luke eleven thirty four, it mm. tells us that the eye is the lamp of the body. And light is sensed through the eyes, Chris. Right. So right here in Luke, who was a physician, by the way, is talking about the eye. I wonder if he had some understanding at that point Mm -hmm. in history that there is something about the way we process light through the eyes that might have something to do with the way our whole body is affected. And the light treatment we discussed goes through the eye. It's the lamp of the body. And it's interesting that Jesus calls himself the light of the world. Right. <laughs> if we follow that light specifically, we do have a hope and we have a future. And Jesus can help us. He can help transform our feelings if we are experiencing the winter blues or seasonal affective disorder. I mean, our faith is what gives us hope. And when you find a treatment and you know that something can help you, just like finding a treatment for diabetes, finding a treatment for this type of depression, you know, we need to be encouraged because we're discovering the way God made our bodies. Mm. In Psalm 27.1, I love this scripture about light. It says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is a stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? You know, he's our anchor. He's our hope. And we need to remind ourselves of this in the times when we feel depressed or we're feeling the winter blues. How does the the process of renewing your mind work in dealing with depression? Well, that's what that treatment we talked about, cognitive behavioral therapy does. That CBT treatment with a Christian person can really focus on that renewing of our mind. And we have to be constantly looking at how our thoughts impact how we feel. If we keep our thoughts centered on God, if we remember that God is for us, not against us, that God is a help in the times of trouble, all of those types of thoughts will improve our mood. John 1.5 says, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. So the light of Jesus is so much more powerful than any darkness that can surround us. And our relationship with the Lord will help us break through that darkness and not be so overwhelmed. You know, at the end of each chapter of that book, Breaking Free from Depression, I end with a prayer. So I'd like to close with that today. If you're somebody who's struggling and you've felt down and gloomy this time of year, just know that God is for you, that there is help. There's specific help, as we've talked about on today's show. So, Lord, please bring your light into my darkness, renewing my mind and healing my emotional pain. I trust you, and I want to experience joy and gladness as promised in your word. Thank you for taking me out of the darkness and into your glorious light. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Many thanks to our producer and social media director, Norm Mintel, who serves a lot of functions for us here. (laughs) Our engineer and my co-host, Chris Weigel, who makes the show a conversation. From all of us here at Faith Radio, we'll talk to you next weekend. In the meantime, remember, we're here, we're doing life together, and it's better when you don't have to do it alone.
thanks for listening to this conversation from the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. These podcasts are available because of listener support. You can make a gift now at MyFaithRadio.com. And thanks for sharing this audio link with a friend and helping us grow the impact of the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. Also, take a moment to subscribe to the podcast today at iTunes or your podcast player, and you'll never miss a show.